Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Now, I thought I would uh, talk about a few things that happened. Um, a word came to my attention today uh, that kind of made me stop and think a little bit. And I thought it might be a word that you would find interesting. And that is, what do we call somebody who really doesn't know anything? What do we sometimes call them? Nincompoop. Well, you could. And then that, that's, I, I agree with that. That's a good one. Uh, you ever remember hearing that commercial that used to say, the father would say, okay, if you're not an nincompoop, spell nincompoop. And the guy would be going, in, well, in, in. he couldn't spell it at all. Anyway. That's kind of funny. But now, yes, but there's another word we might use, and that is the expression, he's an ignoramus. Have you ever heard that expression? Have you ever heard that word? Yes, yes. He's an ignoramus. Spelled, spelled I-G-N-O-R-A-M-U-S is the way that's spelled. And of course, in, um, in Latin, we would pronounce that ignoramus. In English, we would pronounce it ignoramus, but it means we don't know. That's what it really means. We don't know. Um, so the word ignoro means I don't know. The word ignorare means to not know. And the word ignorat would mean he or she doesn't know. So ignoramus would mean we don't know. Now, believe it or not, there's another word that we use that means pretty much the same thing as ignoramus but you never would guess it. You'd never guess it. What do you call a person who is very likable and uh, somebody you could enjoy talking to and getting to know? Somebody that's, that's fair to you, that's kind to you? What might you call that person, that kind of person? Affable. Okay, that's a very good word. Um, that's a, that's an excellent word. That's a, that's a good word. Uh, affable. Um, I'm thinking of an even more basic word than that. I'll give you a hint. What's the expression? Blank finish last. Nice guys finish last. Nice, nice guys finish last. The word nice, the word nice uh. means pretty much the same thing as ignorant. It comes from the Latin word bestius which means not knowing. So a nice guy is the kind of guy that like he's walking around going, oh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just a nice guy. I don't try to find out anything. I don't, you know, it's it kind of, it's kind of like, like a guy that's real kind of dumb, but just does everything kindly or nicely. And that's the idea behind the word nice. Um, now, if you say somebody is ignorant today, sometimes we have a little more meaning to it than, than it really means. If someone calls you ignorant, they probably mean you're acting in an improper way, like you're not being you're not behaved the way you should. Uh, and I think the reason they say that ignorant means not knowing. So the idea is you didn't know any better, and that's why you did whatever you did. So just a good good word. Um, now, on playtime last week, I had a truly Babe Ruth night on playtime last week. I had a night that. I was knocking them out of the park. I will never again have a night like that ever again, probably in my whole career of playtime. 
Uh, I just, I couldn't hardly get anything wrong. And if Belinda had asked me the answer about Reginald Kenneth White, I could have told her it was Elton John, but she didn't. And so I couldn't, uh, but I would have gotten that one right too. But I mean, I was just knocking them dead. But there were some really good questions on playtime that had to do with Latin. And some of them were just good questions. For example, what city is known as the eternal city? That was the first question that had to do with Latin. What city is known as the eternal city? Does anybody remember? Rome. Yep, Rome, because it's, you know, way back in the Roman Empire, and it's still a great city today, and it's, it's called the eternal city. Okay. Now, the next question they ask is not a Latin question. It's more of a kid question. But I was really interested to see that a lot of the kids that seem to be raised in the 80s don't know it. You and I probably do if we're raised in the 70s or 60s or 50s. And that was, what did the crocodile swallow? Now, Um, you know what what crocodile I'm talking about? Peter Pan. He swallowed swallowed Captain Hook's watch. He swallowed Captain Hook's, yeah, or alarm clock. And, and that was important because it would tick and then tick when he was around. Yes. He also swallowed some of Captain Hook's hand because that's why he had a, um, that's why he had a hook. Um, he, his hand had gotten bit by the crocodile and the crocodile was looking for more of him. And that's why Captain Hook's afraid the clock's going to run down and then he won't know where the crocodile is. So that's right. Okay. Uh, here was one that I almost got wrong. Because I wasn't thinking. And then suddenly I thought, nobody asked me this question, but if they had, I might have missed it. How do you write 400 in Roman numerals? 4 C's? That's what I almost said. Oh. And then I, then I thought better of it. E, it no? would be um, C, D, wouldn't it? It would be C, D. Because yeah, D would be 500, it's like the same thing as IX, you know. One That's exactly what made right. me think of it. When I, I, I did the IX, and then when I when I said that, I thought that, but I wasn't playing, so I couldn't say anything, but I, fit, I was so happy that I got it. <laughs> I was going to say CCCC like you just did, Lucy, and then suddenly it hit me. Wait a minute. That's wrong. I thought, boy. Am I so glad I didn't say it? <laughs> so I, that would look like a fool. I would look like an ignoramus. Now, at playtime, do they always do team games, or do they still sometimes do the individual? I sort of it's, well, it's team. It's team. Uh, they have three on a team, or four, no? I guess it's four on a team. Isn't it? Four. Four on a team. And if you know the answer, you give it. And if you don't know it, you can ask someone. Uh, but you. Don't know who knows it. Somebody on your team. Yeah, I stopped playing when they got onto teams. It was too much like taking a test for me. Well, I tell you, I debated playing and I decided I was going to give it a try. Well, well, I'll never have another night like that. I just will never have. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to answer. Now, here's another one. Here's another Latin question that no one on the team knew except me. And maybe you guys know it. Who is the first woman in mythology? No, I shouldn't have. Gaia? No. Gaia? That's not, a, that's not a bad answer, except that she's a goddess. Oh. She's I don't the know. goddess of Earth. 
so you could say that, but uh, somebody on the t- somebody thought it was um, somebody thought it was Hera, but no. I think oh, was it was Pandora. It's Pandora. Pandora. She the oh, first one now? Was she the first one? Yes. Well, supposedly. Uh, remember that man has been created and um, Prometheus is trying to warn uh, is trying to warn his brother not to uh, take everything Zeus gives in at face value. And Zeus gives his brother, Epimetheus, whose name means afterthought, gives him a gift. They they take this beautiful thing and make it beautiful and give it all kinds of good things like, you know, a seductive smile and a sexy voice and a beautiful body and a a beautiful head of hair and just everything you can think of. And they gave her all these gifts and they call it Pandora, which means all gifts. And they give her to Epimetheus. And she wants, they gave her a box and they told him, never open this box. But he won't pay attention to that. And she nags him and begs him and bugs him until finally he can't stand it anymore. And he opens the box and all the ills of the earth come out of the box, except that deep down in the box is trapped hope. And hope then gets out and that helps man to deal with the ills. Because see, Prometheus had given man fire. And so this was the God's way of controlling man so he wouldn't get too powerful is by providing Pandora. So Pandora, that's a long answer to a question. But now here's another question that really was confusing. They gave me credit for this and I'm glad they did. But uh, I think the confusion is, I think there's a misprint in Braille or else in print on this question. Okay. They asked me, what is acrophobia? Does anyone remember what is acrophobia? Fear of heights. That's what I said, and they gave me credit for it. But the answer they had was fear of flying. Okay. Well, when we got done, and I could see why they might say that, because obviously if you're afraid of heights, you probably wouldn't want to fly, right? (laughs) But when when we got done, we, we we asked our Alexa device or our Lady A device, what fear of flying was called. And you know what answer she gave? Irophobia. Uh, so it's one letter different. Acrophobia is fear of heights. Irophobia, A-E-R-O-P-H-O-B-I-A is fear of. Well, we would call it aerophobia, right? Air, we, we, we'd call it aerophobia. Yeah, we'd call it aerophobia. Mm. But that's what I think happened there. I don't know. Anyway, they gave me credit for it. And, and I'm glad they did. But uh but I guess they, that was a nice gift. That was a Pandora. <laughs> anyway, by the way, that word Dora in Greek means gifts. And of course, you have the name Dora in English. So if a girl's name is Dora, I guess her name means gifts. And you have the name Theodore, which name means gift of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have, I guess that's the main two that... Uh, that would use Dor- Dorothy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dorothy. Another, another way of saying gift of God. Dorothy is the feminine counterpart of Theodore. Mm. Yeah. Good job, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Very good. Now we have some more uh, words from classical mythology and history. Next week we're going to do something a little different with this. Next week we're going to review. Next week we're going to review 
all of these that we've had so far. Uh, <laughs> we're going to just review them. So I won't give you new ones next week. But Odyssey is the first one. An Odyssey is a noun, and it simply means a long series of wanderings or travels. And it comes from the Odyssey by Homer, which is a poem dealing with Odysseus's 10 years of wandering on his way home from the Trojan War. And so anytime you want to talk about a long trip or a, or a long series of adventures, you might call it an odyssey. You've heard of the space odyssey, 2001 space odyssey. That was another example of it. So your travel agent will gladly plan a year's odyssey to places of interest around the world. Yeah, I guess he would. Okay. This next word I tend to mispronounce. It's supposed to be pronounced pee, a payon, a payon, not a peon. A peon is a person that's kind of dumb. A payon is a song or hymn of praise. Uh, pray, a hymn of praise, joy, or triumph. Like when they would go to war, they would make this, they would sing this song, which would inspire everybody to fight better. And that was like a song of praise. And then when they won the battle, they would sing a payon to some God. So it's a hymn in praise. It really is a hymn in praise of Apollo, the God of deliverance. And so in English, if we say, when the crisis was solved, people danced in the streets and sang paeans of joy. Okay, there we go. Palladium. Palladium is a safeguard protection. And it comes from the word palladium. The palladium was a statue. You remember we talked about this when we talked about the Trojan War. The palladium was a statue of Athena that had been placed in Troy. And as long as it was in Troy, Troy could never fall. It was like, a, you know, like playing tag. If, you, if you're on base, you can't get to be, you can't get tagged. Uh, and this was sort of like that. As long as you had this palladium in the city, the city would not fall. And so Odysseus and Diomedes snuck in the city and stole it. And uh, the wooden horse was supposed to take the place of the palladium. That's what the Trojans thought. Of course, it didn't. So it's a statue of Pallas Athena, which was thought to protect the city of Troy. And so a typical use, the little girl habitually fell asleep clutching a battered doll, her palladium, meaning her, her guard, her, you know, guardian, or her, her, something she thought would keep her safe anyway. Panic. You know what panic is. Everybody knows what panic is. People say to you, don't panic. Uh, it's unreasoning, sudden fright that grips a multitude or that can grip an individual. An individual can have panic too. But it comes from Pan. Pan is a god, kind of a satyr god. A satyr is like a character in mythology who's got hoofs and horns and they're kind of, um, they're kind of like real horny uh, sexual beings that run around and chase all the female nymphs around. Uh, and Pan is one of them. And the reason they call uh, it, that is because Pan during the night, if you get it, if you were in the woods, you're walking around, he could cause you to hear sounds and to, you know, think that 
somebody was following you or that something was going to happen to you. And that causes panic. And that's where it comes from. And they believe that pain could cause that in a person. Do you get pandemonium too? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. I don't know that for a fact, but I believe that we do. I'll check on that, but I think so. Um, and so a panic ensued when someone in the crowd, um, when the crowded auditorium yelled fire. So there we go. All right. Any questions on uh, any of those? Very good. Well, let's talk about pronouns and let's talk about the past tense of uh, present and past tense of soon. Everybody, I hope, knows the present tense of soon. Soon, s s, soon assess the scent. I am, you are, he is, we are, you are, they are. We've done that uh, back a while. Soon, s s, soon assess the scent. And if you really want to do something fun, maybe next week we'll have you write a just write a two two word Latin sentence about yourself or about someone else, telling me what they are or what you are. That would be a good good little exercise. Now you could also do the same thing and tell me what you were: eram, eras, erat, eramus, eratus, erant. That's the past tense of soon. Just like in Spanish, Carla, era. Uh, isn't there an era, eras, era? Let's see, era, eras, era, eramos, yeah. erais, era. That's it, okay, and that's the same thing, past tense of ser. Uh, so it's exactly the same. Uh, so let's just look at some of these sentences and see if we can translate them, then we'll talk about pronouns. Magnus numerus et quorum in agris aquaris videbatum. Oh, my goodness, we have the passive voice in here, too. What's that sentence mean? Magnus numerus et quorum in agris aquaris with a A large number of horses was seen by were uh, seen. Huh? Was seen by what? Oh, the large number, I'm sorry, of horses was seen by the farmers? By no. the girls in the fields. No, by the, the girls. girls in the fields. Yes, by the girls in the fields. Good job. Good job, both of you. All right, number two. Pecunium habere est multas curas habere. Mm. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. To have money is to have many worries. You got it. You uh -huh. got it. That's comforting if you don't have it, because then you don't <laughs> want many worries. All right. Erratis et estes semper, amici mei. You were and you are always my friends that's mm -hmm. it you were mm -hmm. and you always are my friends yes and it's okay. a, yes it's a, it's a familiar they don't have the in the plural the difference between the familiar and formal no latin does not and i think that is a thing that came in the modern languages probably in the middle ages somewhere yes your linguistics person could probably tell you that but uh because latin doesn't have it greek doesn't have it and all of a sudden, you see it in Spanish and French, and I don't know if Italian has it or not. I believe mm -hmm. it yeah. oh, Russian does. I mean, any language I know, a German does. Mm -hmm. uh, almost every language has it once you get into modern times. So, well, English really doesn't. English, doesn't, no. English really doesn't so much. No. Well, mm -hmm. it did, though, like D and thou, as opposed to uh, you. You, yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. 
I think very. Um, I think we need more um, words for you because it's very deficient. You can't tell if it's singular or plural. Mm-hmm. As you say, y'all, or you're in Pittsburgh, you say yins. <laughs> well, if you're from Pennsylvania, you might say yous. We had a house parent once who said yous guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you hear all kind of things like that. All right, number four, Agricola Est. He's a farmer. Easy. He's a farmer, or even there is a farmer. You can translate it either way. Oh. Uh, all right. Sumus Mercatores at Maltum Cubum Habemus. Mm-hmm. Um, we are merchants, mm-hmm. and um, we um, have a lot of food. We have a lot of food. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right, six. Service S at in Agris Labras. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a slave and you work in the fields. Right. I don't know why you need to tell anyone that, but uh, <laughs> all right, number <laughs> number seven. Errant sin amikis in Terra Nova. You were without friends in the new world or in the very new- good or a new land, <laughs> either one. Yes. Very good. All right. Now we come to our pronouns. Uh, last week, and we said this is really an English exercise as much as a Latin exercise. But see if you can tell me all these sentences have a mistake in them in English. What is that mistake and why? And also, I'm going to ask you what kind of pronoun we're dealing with in these sentences, too. So, All right. Number one, they talk to their selves. Should be themselves, and it's Should a reflexive, reflexive pronoun. That's a reflexive pronoun. Remember, we said a reflexive pronoun reflects back yeah. the subject, they and themselves. Yeah, not there is no such word as their selves, believe it or not. All right, number two. If you want to go to the retreat next week, see myself later. Should be see me later, and yeah, you would be surprised. I never heard that. Man, well, oh man, we're hearing it so much now. I can't believe it, it all the time. It's Every like time, a church it, thing. It happens especially at our all pastors. Our pastors all saying, "See myself," and it, it makes me laugh because I picture them looking at themselves in the mirror. Um, well, you should, of course, say, is, "See me." Yeah, what strikes me is a direct people. object, and they're using it yeah. as a reflexive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what strikes me is people always want to abbreviate everything, and yet they say "myself" instead of the simple little word "me." M E. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that they would ever say, see Gary and myself. They would probably say, see Gary and me, right? I don't know. I'm I not 100% sure. But I'm, I'm waiting for the day they say, myself is standing up here uh, to talk to you. They might say that, too. I don't know. But anyway, I it, it's really, it. it's, I think that's the most common mistake in English today that I've heard is where they use the reflexive. No, there's one more. Okay, There's well, maybe we'll come one. across. Maybe we'll come across. I think I, I, I have heard in, people say, uh, like like you said, Gary and myself. I think I've heard that one, but just to say, see myself, I don't think I've heard that one as much. No. Oh, oh man, they, they do it. It, it. it is. It's really something. All right, number one. John three. and myself were there. Um, number three, I'm sorry. John and myself were there when it happened. John and I were there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John and I. But now I know, I've, I've heard people say this quite often. As Tom was saying, John and myself, you hear people. I've heard more of John and me were there. Yeah, well, they do that too. Now, why is John and me wrong? 
because me is an object pronoun and you need right. a subject. You need the nominative, John right. and, and you, I. Right. It would have to come after a verb to be me. That's right. That's right. right. All right. Number four. Now, this is a Beatles song. <laughs> Nobody knows. Just us two. Okay. Just we two. <laughs> Just we two. Yep. Because the reason I put that one in. Yeah, okay, because, yeah, it's really saying nobody knows, just we two know. The reason I, I put that one in, I can remember vividly in sixth grade, which is when this song was out, when I was in sixth grade, we had a thing in our English book on us versus we. Mm -hmm. And what it basically said was, if you can, if you can, uh, how was it? If you can use it by itself, then it's us or but you can tell so i said well nobody knows just us mm -hmm. and i was sure i was right i was sure the beatles were wrong and i didn't find out that i was wrong for years until, until i really learned latin but it is nobody knows just we know so we, the beatles knew latin they knew believe it or not john lennon whipped his greek teacher one time i think um so they knew that stuff the rolling stones could all write latin believe hmm. it or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were Maybe right. they should have stuck to writing Latin. <laughs> they wouldn't have had all that money. Hey, maybe they would have <laughs> said, I, I can't get no satisfaction if they'd been writing Latin. <laughs> I wonder they might have said time is on my side if they didn't do their homework. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can't get no satisfaction, I get some satisfaction. And then I have trouble with my kiddos in French. They can't get used to you have to have double negatives. You know, the ne pas, ne plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Lord, yes. oh, my. Oh, my. negatives are wrong. Well, that's English. Yep, that's English. And it's not in Gr Greek has them. French has them. Latin can have Russian them. Russian has them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. My kids in French, I used to have a terrible time with them trying to make nouns, verbs, like they say, je ne bibliothèque pas, which means I don't library. Oh, I see <laughs> I don't that lie. in Spanish. I see that in Spanish. Um, sure. I saw somebody conjugating a noun, chico, chicas, chica, chicamos, chican. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, 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 they do that. Sometimes. Or I'll tell you, another one is if you say el se llama, his name is, they changed it to O oh, because it's got to be masculine. Or it's a girl saying Mayamo, she'll change it to Mayama. It's a girl. Oh my god. Well, uh, another one got me when this kid was writing a composition and she wrote, Ma tante a un chien. My, my aunt has a dog. El Mapel Rover. <laughs> oh, yeah. That means she calls me Rover. <laughs> and, and you know what? what the, there's a name for that process, it's called analogical creation. <laughs> What's that mean? Well, it means you um, apply uh, rules of grammar incorrectly, you know, to, to um, illogical things. Usually uh -huh. it's things like, my father mowed the lawn last night. My father showed pictures. Man, I growed a lot, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're saying showed and growed and mowed, and you think they all go the same way. Yeah. My favorite one was just Swiss of hamburger et un coq. Oh, yeah, some kid wrote, je suis un hamburger et un coke, which means I'm a hamburger and a coke. They meant to say I have a hamburger, or I had a hamburger and a coke. But, you know, kids that wrote to our kids from France wrote, I am a dog. 
this kid wrote <laughs> to, to one of our kids, I am a dog practicing their English. So, yeah. so it, it's the same in all languages. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny, um, then just the little pronunciation uh, differences, like the difference between poison and poisson. (laughs) One of my adult students tried to order poison in a French restaurant. Oh, yeah, poisson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a a famous one. That's a famous one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or I used to, when they would do these dialogues where they would talk about their clothing, and they would say, support. And when they would say that, I would start hopping on one foot. Yep. And they would be like, what? what's the matter with you? And I'd just keep hopping on one foot. I said, you said, oh, you're only wearing one shoe. You're like little little dumpling. <laughs> they would laugh. Anyway, these things happen. These things happen. Now, she is smarter than me. She is smarter than I am. I am. She is smarter than I am. That's exactly right. Okay. But I am smarter than her. But I am smarter than she. She yeah. is. Yeah. There's no verb in there to make, to, to have a direct object. There's no verb in there. So it has to be she. Um, her and I went to the dance last night. And this is the other one. That yeah. this is the other one that's driving me crazy right now. The people We've got a friend. Saying, oh. We've got a good friend who, who's been to college and all, but he says her and I. He's just used to saying it. And he says, And I tried hey. to tell him uh, something about it and he acted like he was just like a turn of phrase, like, you know, you just this is what you say. And I mean he had no idea that if it was grammatically incorrect it made any difference. So <laughs> I told Gary to tell him because he'll listen to Gary. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he'll listen to me. No. I know he'll listen to you. I just know. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, you you hear that quite a bit. Uh, you will. They invited Ninette and I to their house for dinner. Mm-hmm. So they invited Ninette and me. me. Yes, because, because it's, um, it's a direct object. It's a direct object. Yep. Now, this next one we talked about a little bit last week, but it's it's one that it's really a problem, okay? That's it's me. Bad. It should be, it's a, it is I. Okay, but like I told you last week, my English book has a note in it that says, it's me since it's used by educated people is now considered correct usage. But it is I is really more correct because of the fact that it's no, again, it's no direct object. Me is a direct object for right so um, him. How about that song, Gare? Samois. Sir Lancelot sings it in Camelot. It's yeah. I. It's me. Well, it's see, me. now in French, you do use moi. Yeah, you in do. French, you say Samois. You do. Yeah, you really do say it's me. Now in Spanish, I think you would say es soy yo. Wouldn't you? Or soy yo. Soy yeah, so. But you couldn't say say je. I mean, um, no, you'd have to say say moi. No, because you, you need a dis, you need a a a, a um, pronoun disjoint. You know, you need yeah. The, yeah you get, the the a that go with the yeah. But like I said, some of you may remember a guy named John Taylor, and he said he did not hire a guy who said this is him. Yep. He didn't like that, so he didn't hire him. So somebody didn't yeah, get a job because of that. What that's what about that song? It's me again, Lord. Well, that's right. It's really now, it's I again. Can you imagine going? It's I again, Lord. Well, you could, and it would be better. That, that's the trouble with it is I. It sounds funny to people. 
Yeah, it sounds And true. that's why no. they don't do it. And, and of course, the same thing is true. It's him should be a T, really. But I guess it's him would be considered correct usage now. Well, does anybody say on the phone, this is she? My Mrs. mother Reece? did to all the time. She was a stickler for that. Well, Mrs. Reese Snyder did. Her. Who did that? Your mother, did uh, you say? Yeah, my mother. She was a stickler. Um, uh, you know, okay. You know, she used to yell at me when I said, it's me, Mom. <laughs> no, it is I. Yep. Is this Mom? Yes, this is she. The, oh, the, she was uh, a stickler for this stuff. Okay, yeah. man. Our reader, we had a reader that was. She was a real old Southern lady, and she would never say, you know, it's her. She would always say it is she. Well, she was your so, department chair. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, she's the one got me hired, actually. So. Hmm. Carol is the girl who I love. It should be whom I love. It should be I whom. Love it's relative her, I love her whom. You right. can substitute him, you use whom. It's an That's object. right. That's right. That's the way you can learn it that way. If you can substitute him, use whom. Another way is what I always say is what comes after the word who or whom. If the thing that comes after the word who or whom is a verb, then it's who. If it's anything else, it's whom. And so after this word oh, is yeah. on. So yeah, the trouble is I can't get my kids to identify verbs anymore. Well, that's uh, that's another problem. <laughs> that's another problem, right? Now, you know what? Sometimes I've, I've heard this lately. Somebody will get mixed up because they've heard you're supposed to say whom. So they put whom in a very un unusual place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, uh -huh. they say whom instead of who, which mm -hmm. is also peculiar. Mm -hmm. And Carla, this doesn't do anything for teaching uh, kes key and kes ku, does it? No. I mean, that, uh, <laughs> or kes key and kes ku, I guess. I no, say. it doesn't. Kes key and kes ku, because, oh man, that's who and whom in French, and it's really tough to do. All right. I am the guy who she was talking to. To whom? Yeah. Probably to whom, or mm. even whom she was talking to. Now, they don't like you. Um, to end sentences of prepositions. That's what the English rules say. Yes, yeah, so what Churchill used to say. Ending a sentence with a preposition is something up with which I will not put. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's I what love he that said. Quote. Yeah, I love that quote too. That's a good quote. So I think you're right. The best way is to say to whom she was talking. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Each of us know what we are doing. Knows. Mm -hmm. It of goes us. back to each. Because it's the same. Right. That's, each knows. You get tricked because it says of us and you think plural. But the each is your subject. The of us is just an of phrase. So, yes, each of us knows. Each of us knows that, what we're doing. That almost never is done right. Mm -hmm. No, it's not often done right. It's, it's, mm -mm. it's All right. All right. Number 13. Tom and me have been friends for years. Tom and I have been friends. Mm -hmm. Tom mm -hmm. and I, because there's no verb in there to use me. Mm -hmm. Like if I said Tom saw me, then that would be a verb me. But Tom and I have been friends for years. Mm -hmm. Fog enveloped Alan and I. Mm -hmm. Me. Fog enveloped Alan and me. me. Right. Again, direct object. Direct <laughs> object. Yes. And number 15, us boys spend hours playing baseball. We boys. boys. 
Because it's a subject, it's not an object. Right, right. By the way, I've been reading some books from England. They're called, uh, Carla, you might like these books. You ever read any of the Miss Reed books? No. Miss Reed, she's supposed to be uh, like a one-room schoolhouse teacher in England. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a whole bunch of Miss Reed books. I can't remember remember the author of those books. But But where do you you get them? Bard, Bard has them. Look up Miss Reed. Reed. How do you spell it? R-E-E-D. Oh, Miss Reed books. Is it R-E-E-D or R-E-A-D? I don't know. Uh, R-E-E-D. Yeah. I want to say Jessica. I can't tell you the author. If I find, I'll try to find out. Wait a minute. That's not the book you read now, though. No, 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 no. Now I'm reading Robin Cook. So when did you read? Because I don't even know about these books. These are books I read years ago. I haven't, I haven't read a lot of them. I've only read two or three of them. But yeah, the thing I was going to talk Life teaching school? Yeah, about her life teaching school. Oh, I love those things, books. Different oh. things that happen in the village that she lives in. Uh, thrush Green. They're often, if you look up the words Thrush Green, you might find, because mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the name of the village. Mm-hmm. Have you read these? New, new, you've read these? Thrush Green, is that it? T-H-R-U-S-H Green? S-H, yeah, Thrush Green. I think it's two words. I think that's the name of the village that she lives in. Uh Uh, One of of the things I noticed is the kids in England, they they say things like, us don't do that. They do say that. No, I've heard that. Yeah, us don't do that. We don't do that in America. I don't think we've ever, no one in America would say us don't do that. But evidently in English, some kids do say that. We say that's not the way we roll. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. right. All right. Any comments or questions on these pronouns? I love this exercise. Now, did you make these up or did you get Uh, I made most of them up. Some of them I looked at I looked at my English book exercises and and changed them around a bit from some of those exercises. But uh, yeah, I made I really I doctored them up from what was in that book. I wish I'd had these when I was teaching English, but, you know, I can use them on my language students and maybe my ESL students. Um, I was just going to mention, you were mentioning books, uh, just like I mentioned the Falco books. You know, we talked about them last summer. If you're looking for, uh, you know, detectives back in Rome, uh, I think you like them as well. Uh, they're good. Like, they're good. Yeah, they're very good. They're also done on Audible. There's like the whole BBC radio series is available for about nine, ten bucks. There's like, oh, 10, 11 of them. So, Falco. who's the author of that? Do you remember? <coughs> no, I, I don't. It's on the uh, they're very well done. It's uh, it's on, oh, yeah. it's on Audible. Uh, yeah, they're no, they are good. They might even be on Bard. I can't remember. If they're, they're, well, they are, they are on Bard, they are, they're on Bard, but it's audio described. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's audio dramatized if you get the one from Audible for like nine, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary, might be worth it. yes, it's 20 of. Thank you very much, uh, Katie. You're Thank welcome. You. Yeah, how about that book we read all those years ago that we couldn't stop reading, almost didn't go to sleep? You know, that book's not on board anymore. You're kidding. I looked for it. It's not on board. It's Where an would it go? Book. I don't know. It's a, I'll tell and you And that's back when I could still remember the name of a book and the author of it. It's called The Lost Legion, and it's by J. Werner Munn. That was the author. And that book, Ninette doesn't even like Roman books or Roman history oh. books. She came in from work, oh. and I was reading this book, and she heard some of it. It was about this young girl traveling through, traveling with the Roman army because she wanted to be with her husband. And anyway, Ninette got interested, and we would, <laughs> it would be late at night, and we would get to the end of a record, and something real exciting would happen. We'd say, oh, I don't, 
what we can't stand not to listen to the next side, you know. <laughs> so I think we listened to the three o'clock in the morning. Oh my, we did, and we we um, I think it was several nights we were up late listening to that book. I mean, it's a it's a great book, uh, but I I don't think it's on Bard anymore. Mm. That's but unbelievable. On the real big catalog, the big Voyager one. That it might be on that. I should look because I guess some of the stuff on cassettes. They don't have on board, right? I mean, they, uh, this, this uh, thing was well. This thing was on records. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, they it, remastered it, some of the cassettes, though. They converted them. Yeah, I know. They're working on it. They're working on that. So maybe it's what there by the stu- now. What about the records, though? Because this was man. They 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 did all that stuff. They put some of those records on cassettes, and some of them they re-recorded and. It was read by Gordon Gould. He did a great job reading. Oh, I love it. Gordon Gould. Uh-huh. And it's a long book. I mean, it's but it's basically about this girl who goes along with her husband, and he's a worthless individual. But anyway, she <laughs> goes along with him, and all the adventures that they have as the and the Legion ends up getting lost, getting just totally disappearing at the end <laughs> of the book, except for two people. I won't tell you who they are, but anyway, it's huh. a good it's a good story. And it's, it oh. talks about the emperors and how crazy they were. It gives you a picture of the guys that drive the cart, the, the couriers in Rome. It's, it's a Everybody was crazy. People were mean. Oh, man, <laughs> that's one thing I remember is how mean people were. Sounds like today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Another, ser- another series of books that you might like that, that is on Bard is by a guy named Stephen Saylor, S-A-Y-L-O-R. And the detective in that book is uh i can't think of his name um but he has a mistress named bethesda which i think is kind of interesting and he lives in rome and he's always solving murders um atticus or something like that i think yeah 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 i can't i can't anyway look up stephen sailor and see what you find you might find something you like so those are some books we can talk about and if you like the audible books they're good too so all right. Now we have had personal pronouns before, but uh, I decided to give them to you again because we kind of went through them pretty quick the other time, and we didn't have all the cases when we did. So, personal pronouns: ego and nose. My kids used to get a big kick out of ego. They all say "ego my Lego," or "Lego my <laughs> ego." Remember that commercial that used to be on yeah. television about yes. uh, ego waffles or whatever it was. How do you uh, spell that ego, the product? How do you spell it? E-G, probably E-G-G. Uh, well, no, it might just been E-G-G. I don't know. Moosey probably knows because she knows all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I get on my grocery website, I'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, Gary, but, um, Greg, Greg, Greg has his hand up. Go ahead, please, yes, Greg. Yes, Greg. Yeah, I, I looked up the Lost Legion. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's available on Bookshare. So it might be. Okay. Oh wow! Okay, good. Oh, and it's got to be the uh, same one. Who, who was the author of that? Jay Werner Munn. I think that's it. Okay. Oh, that's good. Share. If it's on, yeah. If you guys got Bookshare, by all means, you will enjoy reading. You will enjoy it. It'll keep you spellbound. I mean, if it kept Nine X spellbound, who doesn't like fiction and who doesn't really like books about Roman history, it'll keep. You spell so I think that's the right one. You can look. You can check it out and see. Oh, no. I'm sure it is. It has to be. It, it's, it's a it's a good book. Another book that I don't know if it's on uh, Bard or not, but it is in Recording for the Blind, and it is in probably is on Bookshare. You all know who Taylor Caldwell is. Taylor Caldwell wrote several books about Rome. 
She wrote one called, oh dear, I'm not going to remember. Um, it's about Luke. It's about the uh, oh physician. It's about yeah. The, the thing about that book that my 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 professor used to review historical novels, and she hated that book because she said they had the people drinking whiskey in there at one point, <laughs> and they the Romans didn't have whiskey; they only had wine. They didn't have whiskey, so she didn't like that. Was but it called book, Dear and Glorious Physician? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was yeah. It. Have you read that? That's yes. what it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what it was. I have never read that one. The one that I liked, which my professor also hated, by the way, the one that I liked, and we used to assign it to my third year Latin class to read, was called Pillar of Iron. Mm. It's a long book. It's about mm. Cicero. It's, it's mm. very good. It takes big, long quotations from his speeches and from uh, Solace, who wrote about the Catalinarian speech. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, I think. If Why you, didn't she like it? She just said she didn't think that it was very. I don't. I really don't know. She just did not like Taylor Caldwell. She said she was sure Taylor Caldwell laughed all the way to the bank when she reviewed her <laughs> novels, but she did not like Taylor Caldwell's historical novels. She did not. She liked Mary Renault. Now, another book she did like, which which I think we mentioned before, that you could read is by uh, by um, uh, Thornton Wilder. You know, Thornton Wilder is the guy that wrote Our Town. Mm -hmm. Well, he also wrote a book called. Uh, uh, oh hmm. Wait a minute, what's it called? Mm -hmm. It's it's letters. It's 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 completely in letter form. As if it were letters from Catullus to Lesbia and from Cicero to somebody, and it's it's oh, completely goodness. written in letters. I have no um, idea what that is. I'll tell you in a minute, but it's it's Thornton Wilder, and it is the Ides of March. That's what it's called. Oh. Thornton Wilder, the Ides of March. Yeah. The other one that you might like is Robert. Anything by Robert Graves. Robert Graves wrote, wrote one called I Claudius, mm. and then mm -hmm. he followed that up with Claudius the God, and that's. That's also on Masterpiece Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a big, long thing of I, Claudius, one time. We, we kind of enjoyed that one. That was back in the 80s. So Wasn't I imagine that a movie? Could... Was yeah, that it was, movie well, no, it's, a, well, I don't know if they have a movie of it Wasn't or not. Wasn't there an I, Claudius movie? Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm mixed up. I don't know. No, there could, there could be. There could be. Okay. Ego is the singular. And that's where we get our word ego, by the way. And it means I. And then you have the declension, ego, I, may, e, of me, me, he, to or for me, may, me, and may, by me. And when I said by me, you know, that also means from and with, and, you know, that's just the ablative case. I just said by, but, uh, you know, anyway, uh, the plural is a little bit weird. Nos means, means we. Nostrum and nostri, there are two genitive forms. Two. They both mean of us. There is a difference between the two, but I'm not going to explain it now uh, mm -hmm. because it would be too complicated. But it, there, are, there is a difference. Uh, no beast to or for us, no us, and no, no beast by us. So you need to know, ego may me, he may me, and no, it means I, of me, to or for me, me, by me. And then the same thing with the plural, we, of us, uh, no beast to us, knows us, no beast by us. And then if you know 
ego me imihi me me. It's not so hard to learn tu tu ikibite te. You of you to you, you by you, and the plural is very similar to nos, except it's wos wos western westry wobis wos wobis. And again, you have two genitive forms, and there is a difference in them, although you don't really need to know it. Um. Third person is weird because you have all kind of pronouns you could use. You could use the pronoun that means this. You could use the pronoun that means that. But oftentimes they use this pronoun that can mean this or that, these or those, and that's the word is, ea, id. It also can mean he, she, it, his. I give you the meanings of each declension. So is, ea, id means he, she, it. Aeus, aeus, aeus means of him or his or hers. A-E means two or for him, two or for her, two or for it. A-U means him, A-Om means her, Id means it, and A-O means by him, by her, by it. And the plural is exactly like the plural of your second declension adjectives, but it means they, of them, or there, two or for them, them, etc. So you just have to get used to seeing them and knowing what they mean. Um, now, Let's talk about Sigmund Freud. If you know anything about Sigmund Freud, the thing you probably do know is what? You know what I'm getting at? His theory about the id, the ego, and the superego. You remember that? And the libido. Yes. And the libido, which means <laughs> sexual desire. Yes. Okay. Id means what? It, it is like um, it. something that... Yeah, subconscious. And the ego is something that comes between you and what you really want to do uh, I mean, in society. So the ego is like your will. And then the super ego is society. And mm -hmm. the, the things, the pressures pushing on you from, from civilization, if you want to say uh -huh. it that way. Uh, so you use these Latin, he used these Latin terms to refer to those things. So very good. And the only other thing we really need to know about this is when you want to say with, you have to say makum, takum, nobiscum, and wobiscum. And that brings up a whole bunch of Catholic expressions like pox wobiscum, mm -hmm. peace be with you, uh, things mm -hmm. like uh, uh, mm -hmm. deus takum, God be with you, and... Uh, yeah. Vaya con Dios. <laughs> Vaya con Dios. That's, that's, that's a little more Spanish. That's right. But uh, yeah, so there we are. So we have some sentences and we're going to spend uh, next week. We're not going to do anything new. Next week, I'm simply going to give you some more practice on pronouns, on these personal pronouns. And maybe, uh, yeah, I think we'll just do more practice on these. Now, these pronouns these. could be confusing when you're using a, a uh, linear braille, a linear braille display. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. In fact, Carla Ninette discovered last week that using the braille sense, she cannot write a long mark and make it stick. In other words, she can write one if she puts it on computer braille, but then when she goes back into regular braille, it's it's all messed up. I don't know what these kids do in school today. I really I don't, don't know either. what they I do. really don't either. And uh, I don't know how they learn anything. Using these electronic, this electronic braille is all well and good, but you don't get from it what you got out of a textbook. Well, like I'm having a problem right now. I was trying to line something up here. 
in my braille. And it didn't, it took out, like, it took out spaces and threw the me together with the no, no, no beast and made man out of it. And oh my goodness, it just tore it up. So really, I'm going to have to go. I'm, I, I've just got a fouled up mess here. So. Now I I know that I know that we don't have much time today, but you really rushed through those. It would be really nice to say them really slow and repeat them. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'll tell yeah, you why. Because you know, it, I I've had some of these, but I can imagine what it's like if you haven't and you're doing with this linear linear braille. And, oh yeah. So I, it'd be fun. So, like you mean, say ego, may e, me he, may. Yeah, that would be ego, ego, I, me, of me, me, he, to or for me, nay, me, nay, by me, nos, us, or nos, we, nostrum, nostri, of us, no beast, to us, nos, us, no beast, by us. You mean like that? Yes, because uh, the way you were going through those, and I was trying to keep up with the braille display, you know, it's like, yeah, I go, I go too fast, but I do it, you know, I guess I do it kind of to, I don't know why I do. I guess it's yeah. just the way I do it. You do it because that's what you want people to be able to do. I guess that's right. I guess that's the way we learned it too. Mrs. Young, I think she said, do, 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 Because then when we got, got sui, sibi, say, say, we did them like that and all the, yeah, so. See, to me, that sounds like a review, not a presentation. Yeah, but you know we couldn't do them that fast if we didn't know them yet. Maybe not. I don't know. I remember sitting in study hall learning them. I do remember that. But uh, anyway, we're going to have another week on them. So, uh, and I'm, you know, I may, I should, maybe I should throw the reflection. No, I don't. don't. Gary, five minutes remaining. All right. Thank you. Sure. Um, I said I should should throw the reflexive ones in, maybe, but we got to read a little more of our story about Echo and Narcissus. They have a lot of reflexive pronouns in there, and active and passive, and all kinds of stuff. But uh, anyway, we're going to take another week on this, and we're going to review these uh, colleagues, these phrases from mythology next week too. And who knows what else we might get into? I might review Roman numerals again because I think you guys don't know Roman numerals quite as well as I'd like for you to. So. We may review them as well. Uh, well, if you were my, even have if, if you were even having a little trouble with them, so yeah, 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 they're not something. Yeah, and in fact, it probably wouldn't hurt us to review the numbers again anyway. So, so the, what, you know, the 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 nostrum nostri. Um, the, I mean, okay. Here, here's the answer, but you probably won't like it. Nostrum is used as ob, as objective genitive. If you want to say like. The love of us. In other words, when the verb has an object, a verbal idea in the noun, the love, you'd say love us. So the love of us, then you use nostrum. Hmm. Now, if it's a partitive genitive, like part of us, then you use nostri. Hmm. Pars nostri. That's the hmm. answer. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it, but that's, that's it. When I taught college Latin, they made those kids know it. Man, they had to learn that. They had to know that. I always thought it was... Overkill. What what are they called again? One is called one's, uh, one's called the objective genitive, and one's uh-huh. called the partitive genitive. Okay. And so the nostrum is objective genitive, and nostri is partitive genitive. Huh. So we'll talk. We'll talk more about that next week, maybe. I gotta think about that. Well, all right, like all of me and part of me. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, it's like the love of me 
Oh. Some idea of the verb, like the love of me, the hope of me, my hope, uh, something like that, with a verbal idea. Yeah, you've got a little, can you give an example? Yeah, I'll give some examples next week. I will. Okay. All right, I'll talk to All you guys right. next week, and I'll be sending you. Know, you, have, you have two and a half minutes. Oh, do I? Well, I was afraid I might not. Um, I'm just telling Fear. Um, Here's another example. Fear of me. Fear of me would be another example of objective gender. <laughs> fear of me, like they fear me. So then you you'd use the, or fear of us, you'd use nostrum for that. Uh, okay. Uh, or even the hatred of me. That is, you don't like, you hate me. She had a hatred of me. You use me, you use, all right. They had a hatred of us, Nostrum. Okay. And again, well, I'm appreciating these long marks. You know, we didn't get any of this when I was taking the linguistical. Well, actually, Carla, you're, you guys are helping me because I didn't learn. I learned certain long marks that were necessary, but I didn't learn them as a whole. And I wish that I had. I wish that we had been forced to know them, but we did. We weren't. You may want to wind down now. You're losing. Okay, Katie. Thank you very much. You're welcome. It was and fun today. Thank you. Thank you, and thank we're you going so to so much. Thank you so right. much. Take thank care. you, and we'll talk to you next week.